Welcome to episode three of the Four Loops Golf Podcast. Today's episode is entitled, Golf's Back, Yippee! Today we chat with our club's friendly PGA member and teaching professional Alex Pitty. But before that, I'd like to give a quick shout out to a club sponsor. Kaiser Physiotherapy, club member Rory Alexander, operates Kaiser Essendon Physiotherapy and Exercise Practice, which is located in Leak Street. Their philosophy is that a strong body is a prerequisite for an active, healthy and pain-free life. So if you have any niggles and need some rehab, or just want to explore a safe way to release your inner Bryson, reach out to Rory and his team at Kaiser Essendon. Now it's time to listen to our interview with Alex Pitty, our friendly PGA professional. Alex, tell us about your uh, journey to golf. Well, my journey to golf, probably pretty similar to a lot of um, a lot of youngsters. I played all sorts of sports growing up and golf was one of them. Um, okay. I mean, Dad's main sport growing up was cricket. I played cricket mostly, a bit of tennis and golf as well. And by the time I got to sort of 14 or 15, I realised golf was the one I liked the most. So I sort of stuck with it and, and gave the other ones a back seat. Oh, good, good, good. And when did you sort of uh, uh, figure that uh, a career as a professional might be an option for you? Um, it probably wasn't too long after I, I gave the other sports away, to be fair. I mean, I wasn't, um, I was by no means elite when I gave away cricket and tennis. I was still playing off about, uh, I think about 10 or 12 when I decided golf was it. But yep, it didn't take me too long from there to, get down to quite a low mark and, and find out about it, how, how a traineeship works. And I sort of had my heart set on that for for the majority of the time until I started it, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Whereabouts did you start playing your golf? I'm um, up at Wyong, um, which is up on the central coast um, of New South Wales, so just between Sydney and Newcastle. That's where Dad, uh, Dad played his golf, or still does. So oh, right. okay. I played a bit of golf at um, a couple of other courses up there too, Everglades and Gosford, but yeah, Wyong was the main one. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, um, and you, 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 you did your time up there at that course? Um, oh, I didn't. Um, oh, look, I worked on the green staff at, at Wyong for about a year and a half, but didn't do my time there. I, um, they already had a couple of trainees going through, so I did mine at uh, Pennon Hills, just in the northern suburbs of Sydney. Oh, yeah, that's a fair yeah. of that course. Is it a good, a good track? A good track, really nice club. Um, I was really, really fortunate to do it there. It was only I mean, even though I was living near Gosford, it was sort of a 40-minute drive each way. Uh, traffic uh, obviously sometimes made it a bit longer. But yeah, <laughs> well, it certainly shows a degree of dedication, you know, to, to do that sort of commute every day. Well, I just had to find somewhere to work. But yeah. <laughs> uh, That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And when you finished your traineeship, did you uh, have a go on any, uh, you know, to play uh, professionally on the tour at all? Yeah, so like most um, I guess guys that get, get out at the end of their time, not most, a lot of them do, but I... Yep. was keen on travelling around and um, and having a crack at it. I mean, f- probably for – when I started my traineeship, I wasn't quite sure where I was going to end up um, in the industry, but mm-hmm. I did play quite well during well, what I thought was pretty well during my traineeship. Yep. I thought I'd better give it a go. And so I finished my time at the end of 2015 and 2016 and most of 17 I spent um, travelling around Australia mostly, um, playing proms, playing a few Aussie tour events, but yeah, so then I realised, you know, I had some mixed results. Like I felt like I played quite well, but it wasn't anywhere near good enough. And once okay. I, I realised okay. I didn't have what it takes 
Um, no, that's. I mean, you, you've got a lot further than many of us club golfers. That you know, uh, you know, even just the opportunity to do that for a year or two would have been uh, something that we'd all uh, sort of aspire to. But uh, you know, not many, not not many people get to even get to that level. So um, you know, uh, good on you for, for giving that a go. And uh, and then uh, you sort of uh, what uh, did you stay up in New South Wales or no, what brought of, you down to Victoria? A bit interesting how that all happened. So the start of um, two thousand and seventeen, I. Um, all, all the events at the start of the year in Victoria, well, they were at that stage, and mm-hmm. a couple of tour events that I was um, exempt to play, and a, a bunch of promos. So I was actually come down and stayed um, in Melton of all places with a couple of mates who were golf pros as well. And um, okay. as it turns out, I enjoyed staying there and just didn't go home. So even <laughs> even when <laughs> I to sort of take a back seat with the, I guess with the playing full time halfway through 2007, and I was still living there and. Got myself a job at Riverside down there at the range, um, teaching mostly mostly the kids, and yeah, and then I guess progressed from there through to to starting uh, starting up at Medway late 2018. Oh, well, it was meant to meant to be. Uh, they, they they did have a big program at Riverside for a while, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it was such a such a shame what happened down there. I mean, in the to be fair, even while I was there, the organisation and the way it was run wasn't wasn't amazing, but the, the junior program was fantastic. Such an awesome facility for for something like that, and it, it really is a shame what's happened there with the council. So, oh, well, and then you're taking steps to, uh, to to reinvigorate our junior program. I, I see uh, lots of kids uh, on the putting green and uh, heading out on the weekends up to the yeah, driving range. I think, look, personally, I've got very lucky with, with how that's been. It's simply because of the way that Riverside has is, is dwindled. We've got quite a few kids that have come over from that, and I think from there the word sort of spread. I mean, probably out of the kids we've got in the program, there's about – 45 kids that, well, COVID permitting, come each week to the golf club, which is awesome. And I reckon about 15 wow. have come directly from Riverside, perhaps even a little more. So I guess, we've, yeah, we have got a bit fortunate with the way that's all panned out. Oh, it's fantastic to see those young ones. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, the golf club when I joined when I was 16, uh, there wasn't there wasn't too many young, young kids around. So it's uh, great that you're sort of encouraging them and, Hopefully we'll get some future members out of them, and maybe their parents, their mums and dads, and stuff like that. Uh, a bit yeah, more. That, that, that's uh, fantastic. The golf club probably a bit more hospitable than it was when you were uh, you were first there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember getting told off for uh, wearing the uh, uh, long that, that my socks would go down. I didn't have garters on, you know. Uh, <laughs> Wayne Harvey Little, uh, long stalwart of the club, you know, used to pull me up, but. Look, it probably didn't do me, you know, it probably did me some good, you know, to sort of bash me into line a little bit and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> now, look, I reckon a lot of golfers when they last, you know, lockdown, you know, number six, seven, whatever, I've lost track of them, yeah. spending a lot of time on YouTube. Um, you know, I mean, do you reckon it's a good idea to come and get some actual uh, guidance for, rather than relying on uh, those gurus up there, on, you know, in the cloud? Oh look, um, I mean YouTube's fantastic. YouTube's fun for uh, for golf-related stuff. I mean, if you're going onto YouTube with the sole view of trying to improve your game, you're you're kidding yourself, as we probably both know. But it's still fun. I, I jump on there and some old golf footage, but yeah, certainly not. The I mean, look. To be fair, there's a lot of good online golf programs that you you can pay money for and and follow along with. But just yeah, the random snippets on on YouTube aren't, are not going to help. <laughs> Come back with about twenty or thirty new things to try, you know, and then try to play golf at the same time. It's something of a recipe for disaster than success. <laughs> thing that probably works, but yeah, I mean, if you don't, um, you don't have someone looking over you um, to to see if you're doing <laughs> what you're being told. Um, it's pretty hard to 
hard to get the best out of it, I reckon. But look, everyone's oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I heard a whisper you might be getting some new tech for uh, swig analysis. Is, is that is that uh, is that actually a coming yeah. coming to fruition or uh, still a bit of a whisper? No, no. Well, pre-lockdown, we we placed an order for um, the new Garmin launch monitor, which is very exciting. I was put onto that by a kind member of the club. And, oh, lovely. Uh, <laughs> Must be a good bloke. <laughs> um, yeah. We checked in with John or Brett as to whether that's um, that's come into the club yet, but I'm sure it's there or it's back at the um, back with our rep waiting to be dispatched when we're back open. So it's exciting. Hopefully, we'll get straight into that in the next next couple of weeks when we're back open. Are you really you able to sort of give us swing at, swing angles and club uh, you know at impact and yeah. stuff like that? But uh, you're no. probably not sure how much useful use that'll be for most of us. But uh, you know, it's going to be good to good to have that sort of modern tool. Absolutely, more than anything, it'll just be a bit of fun. I think. Um, look, I've never been an overly numbers based and technical coach, but it'll be good for me to help develop my skills as well. But I think I'm just looking forward to getting on there and having having a bit of a fun. And I mean, everyone that's been on a launch monitor before, and no one has a bad time doing it. It's always a bit of fun. Oh, that's good. That's good. And um, you know, members that are looking to sort of book a lesson to sort of get their game back into shape. I mean, uh, what's the easiest way to do it? Uh, uh, these days, yeah, just to get in touch with me. All on the website, um, my email address is on there and my phone number. So, and my schedule is going to remain uh, pretty um, pretty flexible once we're back open. I'm teaching four days a week, so there's always going to be a chance, especially with the extra daylight that we're now getting. There's always going to be a chance to book a time and come and see me. Oh, that's a bonus. No worries. I'll have to uh, make make that happen. But uh, look, I appreciate you sort of joining us today with our uh, little club podcast. We're just trying to sort of. Uh, see how it goes and, um, you know, just about giving your members some information about what's happening around the traps and it's good to know that you're going to be raring to go once we uh, we get started hitting balls again this Sunday. Absolutely. No Look worries. What are you going to make out there as well, Biff? Yeah, no, I can't wait. Thanks very much. Cheers. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Episode 3 of the Four Loops Golf Podcast and our interview with Alex Pitty. Lastly, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, email me at fourloopsgolf, F-O-R-E-L-O-O-P-S, golf at gmail.com. Till next time.